This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, The Legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. In this episode of DWB, I discuss the problem with focusing on marketing when you should be really focusing on sales. Trust me, this problem is more common than you think. Before we jump into the show, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at the link in the show notes. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you purchased a copy of my first book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. All right, all right, enough of me talking. Gunny, you know what to do. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and Mission Plus, where together we're building the next generation of confident, resilient, and badass entrepreneurs and brands to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding and founder of Ironbound Media. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. What is going on, everyone? It's always a pleasure to jump on here and talk with you all. You know, like I said on the last podcast, one of the things I'm doing a better job of is practicing daily gratitude. It's something I do with my team, and it's something that I'm introducing on a lot of my podcasts because I host this one and the transition as well. But I want to come in today and share what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the opportunity to once again wake up to see another day in a warm house with a bed to lay in and food in my belly. And it sounds crazy, but here in the Northeast, Newark, New Jersey, unfortunately, a lot of people don't necessarily have that. So I'm always grateful for that. And I'm also grateful for the opportunity to reconnect with my family. Over the weekend, I had to travel down to Texas, back home, to lay to rest my uncle, William McDonald Jr. And it was a very trying time for me because a lot of people... I don't know if you know this or not, but, you know, I grew up in a single parent home, was raised by my mom, Maline Stedman, and Uncle Junior always took care of me and treated me like one of his own. And so, you know, he's the patriarch of our family. And so laying him the rest just really made me feel like I was losing a bit of a piece of myself. But, you know, that's part of this this life we live. And I, I was thinking about this quote of do not pray for an easy life pray to be stronger men and going through that experience it just kind of hit me front and center about like how so true that is because in life we're going to constantly go up against challenges you know like us building our businesses and building these brands doesn't happen in a vacuum life is still happening behind the scenes and so just thinking about that and going through that experience I'm just so you know grateful for him and I'm grateful for the opportunity to build upon this reconnection with my family and on a previous podcast, I don't know if it was this one or the transition, but over the summer this year, I struggled with my why. Because, you know, when I moved to Newark to start my first venture, Ironbound Boxing, my why was all about getting kids out the street and in the gym, you know, because I didn't want kids to grow up in an environment like I had. I had a lovely home, you know, my family was great, but listen, 
I mean, this is a whole nother podcast. You got to go listen to Confessions of a Native Son. If you want to know what it's like growing up as a young black boy in the South without a dad around, it was very trying for me. And so, you know, just creating a safe space for kids that grew up in an environment like me. But when you're going through it, you kind of lose your why a little bit. And so you kind of have to get recalibrated. And so over the last few months, I've been really thinking about like, who am I? And what, why do I exist in this world? And what am I trying to really accomplish? And I will tell you, after laying my uncle to rest, who was the patriarch of our family, I have little cousins that don't have father figures themselves. And one of the things that he told me before he passed away, because he called me, and he said, just make sure you're looking after your cousins. You know, he's, he had this vision for us doing business together and working with each other. So I got two cousins who are really little. And immediately, a couple of things came to my mind is, number one, when I do have a son, I want to name them. I want to name him after my uncle, William. And what's funny about that is that that's a legacy name. So my grandfather was named William. You know, then my uncle's William. His son is William. We call him Trey. And I'm actually going to get him on the podcast because he's got a startup called Lockerverse. But, you know, it's important for me to pay homage and respect to that. So I'm speaking that to existence. But the reason I also share this is I feel like I'm getting closer to my why. Watching my little cousins at that funeral and thinking about what my uncle said to me, I realize how, you know, going back to the Lion King, this kind of circle of life. And what I want to do is make sure I am setting them up to be taken care of. You know, I was talking to my fiance, Simone, about it, but making sure that, you know, she's taken care of whenever we plan our estate and, you know, all that stuff. But I want to make sure I'm carving out equity, I guess that's the term, for these young men, because I want them to, to be taken care of. And that's one of the things that's challenging when I say growing up in a single parent home, because a lot of times we don't inherit nothing. We don't start with nothing. You know, we're starting at zero. Right. And so I don't want them to have that. So if they want to start their own businesses one day. Right. I want them to have the capital to do that. I want them to have ownership in anything I'm doing forward. And so that's my why now. And I'm going to be working on getting this down on paper. I've already done it a little bit. But, uh, you know, I have this one page personal plan that I fill out with my coaching group, Flaws Acceleration. And I'm going to update that personal plan to include that. So I also feel grateful around that. So I see where I fit into this world and I feel like I have a renewed sense of purpose and dedication to my family. And, you know, people throw around this term generational wealth. And I don't know, I just kind of think it's gotten very taboo lately. But to me, it's I, I see I see the opportunity. And for me, it's not just about, you know, getting this big exit and leaving a bunch of money behind. It's more about how do I create a system to make sure that this legacy of McDonald man, because that's my mom's maiden name. Grandfather was William McDonald, like I said, keeping that lineage alive. And I felt that responsibility laying my uncle to, to rest. And so that's on my heart and on my mind. And thank you for letting me share that today. So sorry to come in a little bit heavy. I know y'all probably weren't expecting that. But like I said, I'm opening up a little bit more on this, this platform because, again, I am trying to attract people that share the same values that I do. And if I can come on here and talk about family and, you know, you can jump on and talk about family, you know, I think that's a powerful uh, combination because that means that we're on the same page and we're aligned. It's not just about making money. It's about making impact. And so with that being said, the topic I, I have for today is around, you know, 
you think you need marketing, but what you really need are sales. And this conversation came up yesterday because I was on a coaching call with Flawless Acceleration. We do our Monday pit stop, which is our live group coaching. And I facilitated yesterday's session. And at the end of the session, I went around the horn, all the different business owners and said, hey, what is the specific ask you have for this group? What's something that you're struggling with that you could use help with? And everybody went around and said their ask. And one individual, he recently started a design thinking firm, so professional services. And I think he has like maybe one or two clients. He still works his full-time job, but he's trying to get this off the ground. And he said he needs help with marketing. And so he, it's, it made it sound like he was looking to like hire someone or something. And immediately, I kind of wanted to jump in and I want to be like, do you really need marketing or do you need to like plant your butt down and send out emails every morning from like six to seven? And the reason I say this is that like, I have made the mistake from this in the past. For a lot of early stage founders, whether you're a startup entrepreneur trying to do the venture back thing or you just come up with an idea for a small business and you launch it, all of us want leads, right? Because we need leads to convert them into sales so we can grow our revenue and ideally grow our profit. But the problem is that a lot of times, right, we think that there's this magic pill. Or worse, we watch what some of the bigger, more successful companies are doing, and we start to try to apply that to our businesses without recognizing the stage that we're in. And so, you know, I always talk about this five stages of small business growth. Stage one, validate. Stage two, sales. Stage three, foundation. Stage four, expansion. And stage five, multiply. During that validation and sales stage to get to that recurring revenue, you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to get dirty. And you can't be afraid of doing hand-to-hand combat. And what do I mean by that? I'm talking about direct one-on-one reach out, going, shaking hands, kissing babies in person, face-to-face, right? And kicking up dirt, right? Talking to people, getting calls scheduled, you know, really, really working it. And I've, I've done this multiple times, right? Like it happens like recurring, unfortunately, right? Because, you know, what happens with us as entrepreneurs is, Perfectly for someone like me that has a professional service firm like Ironbound Media is I, you know, I'm less focused on monthly recurring revenue and more focused on the year. And the way I've structured my business is I get a lot of cash up front. I won't call it cash, but yeah, I'll call it cash. Like I get a lot of cash up front. So that gives me a lot of margin. And with that margin, I can be a little bit more generous with my time. Right. So that's what gives me the opportunity to go do some more speaking engagements and travel and do some different things. But, you know, I'm also in the midst of client delivery or I'll be writing a book or something without the pressure of, you know, having to chase that monthly recurring revenue all the time. Right. And again, this is how I structure my business. But then what ends up happening is when I do need to start driving more sales. Right. And I got to stop doing this. I got to stop coming from like a cold start, because what you'll notice is when you're not doing sales activity and I'm going to separate this from marketing. And I'll explain the difference. But when you're not doing sales activity, that means that you're not getting calls, you're not getting emails, your email box is empty, right? And you got no messages in your LinkedIn or whatever social channels, right? So it just feels very quiet. And this is what you have to do. You have to do hand-to-hand combat that I talked about before. You got to start getting calls scheduled. I call them fit calls. These can be 15 to 30-minute calls. And you're just catching up with people right? But you're coming in with this go-giver mentality. 
where it's not all about you. And obviously, yeah, you need revenue and whatnot, but you're also trying to put positive energy into the universe and figure out who's in your network and how you all can help each other. You know, so you jump on with someone, you find out what they're up to, they find out what you're up to, you ask them, you know, hey, how can I help you? If the opportunity presents itself that you offer a product or service that could potentially be beneficial, then by all means, try to move that conversation forward. But if not, this is an opportunity to just provide some value for free. So if somebody says, yeah, man, I'm really looking for, you know, I need to talk with someone about potentially buying a business. That's something me and my family want to do. I'm like, man, I got the perfect person for you. Let me connect you with Jeff Evenson. You know, he's one of my business partners in Flawless. So boom, I make that intro and then it's done. And now guess what? That person is aware of what I'm doing. So when he comes across someone that could potentially benefit from our services, then that's going to be reciprocated. But here's the deal. You do have to go into this without being transactional, right? Whether they make a referral or connect you with someone or not, doesn't matter. What you're doing is you're doing the work, right? It's, it's almost like road work. Like I equate this to boxing because in the, in the ring, you know, everybody knows that like, yo, boxers, you got to stay in shape. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. And you have to do your road work, which meant getting up in the morning, going on those long runs. And you don't always feel like doing it, especially when you're doing like five days a week, you know, six days a week. You're like, I don't want to get up and run anymore. But you know you're going to pay for it later if you don't. This is how you have to treat this sales activities. This is your road work. And you can structure it however best, you know, however you see fit. So for me, I'm realizing like, okay, that morning time is really good for me because it's quiet. My phone's not blowing up and stuff, et cetera. If I do it right, I can plan out who I want to reach out to the night before or the day before. And then I get up first thing in the morning, knock out my workout, do my morning routine. And then from eight to nine, right, I'm sending out emails, getting calls scheduled. And it's funny because I have my virtual assistant, Erica, and she'll just see all these emails starting to come in. And now I look up and my calendar is full. And it wasn't like that before. Again, like I said, I've been distracted. You had the holidays, right? I had some things on the personal side of the house that were distracting me a little bit. So I wasn't doing enough sales activity, but now I'm back in the game. I'm doing it. So I've seen this process over and over. Okay, so let's talk about what marketing looks like at this stage. It's really, this is where your one pagers come in, your basic landing page, right? So when people do go to your website or you send them something, it all flows good. But this is where you really can keep it simple, right? I think a lot of people think like marketing just magically happens. That like all of a sudden you wake up and you got all these leads in your inbox. Not even in your inbox, just they've already booked calls and stuff because they went directly through your website, et cetera. Maybe that's for some people, but like that's one of the things I really appreciate, appreciate about my business coach, Bill Watkins, when he was running the Lions Prod. It's like he kept it real with us. He's like, you got to work it. That just does not magically happen. And so when I see business owners who are quick to like try to do all this marketing stuff without doing the sales stuff, I realize that they're setting themselves up for failure. You know, I'll take this podcast, for example, right? When I launched Ironbound Media in the summer of 2020, I didn't really have marketing. I didn't do anything externally, right? If anything, all I was doing was, you know, I created the customer activation cycle. And you can go back and listen to that episode. But essentially, you just need to have a process for converting a warm prospect into a paying customer. So I did create the assets of like the one pager that I talked about. I did create a menu of products and services. I created these basic assets that I could send the people, you know, after I got the conversation started 
to give them a little bit more insight into who I am and what I do. And marketing's sole purpose is to prep the battlefield to make it easier to close the sale. Because when someone comes to you, you want them to already be aware of what you do, right? And so that's why those assets become super helpful because if I'm about to book a call with someone, you know, I can send them this one pager just to set intentions heading into the call. And then after you start getting a little revenue, you got some margin, then you can take a little bit of that margin and start to invest in marketing. You know, a big spend I had initially was investing in some videos that I shot with a company called ClearMix. And ClearMix is no longer around. That's how crazy this startup ecosystem is. But I had them shoot about five videos for me, some explainer videos about our process here at Ironbound. And then that's what I still use to this day to send to uh, prospects that are interested in working with us. So just be clear about where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. If you need revenue, right, the fastest way to revenue is to focus on sales-related activities, right? Then as you get some margin, start to roll out that marketing. Now, here's what I also say too, right? Like, you know I'm big on email and nurturing prospects and stuff, et cetera. And I will count that as marketing. Let's go ahead and count that as marketing. So if you need to create an email list to allow you to kind of nurture prospects while you're doing the sales activity so you don't have a leaky funnel, that's fine. I'll count that as marketing. But I don't want you to do is, you know, shooting a bunch of videos and trying to do a lot of content marketing out the gate without doing the grunt work first. So grunt work first, and then you roll out the marketing. And I, I just think that's the way to do it. So I'm going to try to keep it honest with you all here. And like, the thing is, we all have something to share. We all have something to learn. This was something that held me back my first two years as an entrepreneur, right? I was doing everything but the grunt work. I was on television, you know, I was going to events, I was doing all this other stuff. What I wasn't doing was meeting people, booking them for a call, right, a fit call, and then converting them into clients. And also didn't have a tight understanding of who my perfect customer was. This is something that's important, right? They need to be able to pay you. You know, people throw out ideas for products and services all the time, but then they say, oh, this is my perfect customer. But their perfect customer doesn't have the income. I mean, they don't even have the profit to afford them. So like if you sell high ticket services, right, you better, you probably have to find someone with good cash flow that can afford that 25K engagement, that $50,000 engagement. It's hard to do when people are fighting for scrap. So you got to be intentional about that. And that's why that morning routine I'm finding is so important because again, we all need quiet time to really work on this stuff. You know, one of my coaching clients was like, you know, he asked me what I do during the day. And I was telling him one day, I was like, man, I'm just, I'm working on my business. I'm tweaking stuff, right? I'm tweaking my offer. I'm cleaning up my messaging. You know, I'm putting together my marketing plan because I do have enough margin to invest in marketing and create content like this and some other things. And so, you know, just being intentional about how we're spending our time and again, showing up and doing the real work on it. But I hope this is helpful for you. I don't know what stage of your entrepreneurial your journey you're in, but I would love to hear from you. All you got to do is shoot me an email, yeah, Mike at weirdironbound.com, and I will reply. Or just reply to my newsletter and make sure you subscribe to the newsletter at the link in the show notes. Uh, I'm open for ideas on topics you want to hear me cover on this platform as well, or anyone you would like to be a guest. And hell, maybe even you are interested in being a guest, and I would love to learn more about what you got going on. 
and uh, how you're applying the stuff that I'm talking about on this platform into your own business. So I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we blend strategy, storytelling, and podcasting to transform your brand into a dog whistle for your perfect customer. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by Mission Plus, a tech platform that helps nonprofit organizations upgrade their websites and leverage technology to deliver their services online. If your organization cares about its mission, then it needs to be built on Mission Plus. You can learn more by visiting missionplus.com.